Welcome to our 30 Women, 30 Days of Ramadan Takeover podcast. For day two, we had Sabina Abdurrahim, who is the founder of Modest Code and a firm believer of safe spaces. In this session, she spoke on harmonizing work and spirituality. So after knowing or syncing these two, what you are doing, your work and career with your spirituality, then the next thing is to create a routine. If I have nine to five to do, what can I do within those hours? If I'm going to work, I listen to a podcast or listen to the recitation of the Quran or do some alkar or dhikr. That's where you are, you know, putting yourself in the mood. Do enjoy this takeover session, proudly brought to you by the Um Fariha Network. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Okay, so my name is Sabina Abdurrahim Adam, and I'm pleased to be here with you. Today has been such a day. So I'm talking about harmonizing faith or work and spirituality. This has been like a test for me today because I have been through so much for the past eight hours or so. Now, let me just you know take you back to when I started my very first job. It was quite something because I was not used to the nine to five kind of work and understanding that work needed me to do certain things was very important for me to be able to understand my limits when it comes to, you know, being a Muslim woman. First was the issue of the hijab and people looking at you in a certain way because you wanted to be in a certain field. So it had always been an, an issue for me. Where should I fall as a Muslim woman, as a young Muslim woman growing up? So after my first job, I knew I just couldn't be in any kind of job because of who I am. And even the decision to even choose a career was also another thing. Because as a young um, Muslim, you are told, ah, you want to do law. In Islam, you cannot be a lawyer because, you know, lawyers tell lies and all of those things. But then Alhamdulillah. We are where we are today and we continue to push the course and let our parents understand that look, there are some courses that you can actually do and push the Islam agenda without having to, you know, put down some of the very important things that makes you who you are. So I work with the Ministry of Information in my country, Ghana, and it was one of the toughest in the sense that I did not understand the work schedule. I had to go to work as early as 6 a.m. and come back home at 8 p.m. It was such a hassle. So I needed to schedule my time in such a way that I still could do enough for the day before I get to the house tired. And Ramadan came and I still had to now re, you know, change my routine because I would have to have iftar earlier so that I can set off and then go to work. It was really something. So I just thought that, look, there's actually something you can do when it comes to how you understand what your religion tells you to. So in my previous post, I made a list of how you can juggle, you know, spirituality and work. The first thing is to understand that you can sync the two of them because why are you going out? Now, Yahya Ibn Maaz made a very powerful statement that really makes me feel like, okay, he said... He was asked about this dunya and he said, why will I be upset or sad about this dunya when it is the sustenance that Allah has given me in this dunya that if I'm able to use it very well, I will be able to gain the akhirah. So it means there is something we can do in this world, but it just has to be from a certain perspective, from the Islamic perspective in everything you do. 
So you wake up to go to work. That act of even leaving the house to go to work is an act of Ibada because you're trying to take care of your family. That act of, okay, it's time for Salah, even our workplace, is part of Ibada. So I think sometimes we, we overthink it in trying to understand what um, a Muslim can do to maintain his spirituality. So the first point is that you can sink both of whatever you're doing. You are a Muslim one who is into hijabs, for instance. Why do you do this business? It's because you want to help other Muslim women feel you know, more confident in whatever they wear. That's where it aids productivity. That's one thing. It's an act of ibadah. So anything that you do um, in that respect is getting you closer to Allah. Because then now you think about the cost-effective ways of doing that business. So it will cut down costs so that people will be able to afford it. So if you are a lawyer, what can you do to help the Muslim community? So anytime you are thinking about a career choice, look at it from the angle of how would this benefit my religion? That's why... In a course I took, it said there is really nothing like Islamic knowledge and um, secular knowledge in the sense that every knowledge is knowledge. I mentioned it in my podcast that every knowledge is knowledge. The only distinction is how you use it. What do you use your knowledge for? Then it becomes, okay, this is what we draw the line as Muslims. So that's when you draw the distinction between what you can do as a Muslim and what you cannot do. And that's the very first point. So after knowing or syncing these two, what you are doing, your work and career with your spirituality, then the next thing is to create a routine. If I have nine to five to do, what can I do within those hours? If I'm going to work, I listen to a podcast or listen to the recitation of the Quran or do some azkar or dhikr. That's where you are, you know, putting yourself in the mood. So already before you leave the house, you are leaving the house with the intention to go find something that will aid your family, that is by giving you salary at the end of the day, or by helping you um, be a productive person. And all this is very important. That is what spirituality is about, doing everything for the sake of Allah, doing everything to connect with Allah on a certain level. So I don't think we, we are thinking about it in the right you know, angle. So that sinking it is what makes you more connected, that is. So after, you know, sinking the intention of whatever career you are doing with your spirituality, the next thing is to create the routine, as I mentioned. So create the routine during your break time. What are you doing? Um, what, what are you doing after work? So all these actions that you do, the little things that you do. So today, for instance, when I had to go meet a client to um, take care of a few things, I had calls from other people who wanted me to help them to log in to a course we are doing on my small startup. And it's like, that is one of the challenges I face. Most, most people do not really know their way through technology. And so you'd have to almost be by them to help them log in. Sometimes it's just technology issues. So those are some of the challenges I face as a young Muslim woman into business. And sometimes it can be so frustrating. But then you think about it and you're like, okay, so I'm actually helping other Muslim women learn something about religion. I'm helping another Muslim woman be the best version of herself. So even if I don't get to do some acts of worship that I've planned for the day, even that you know, thing I'm helping another woman to do or another person to do, even that act of worship, even that thing, that little thing that you are doing for someone which is breaking your routine goes a long way to aid your relationship with Allah. And the nice thing is for you to respect time. 
one of the things that Allah swears by is time. So if you are a Muslim, you need to learn to respect time. When you set the routine, go by the time. Why do we pray five times a day? Why didn't Allah just come all up and say, okay, you are free to pray five times a day at your own time. But Allah sets, you know, appointed times for us to be able to be conscious about what we are doing. So what are you doing with your life? Are you going by a certain routine? Are you disciplining yourself to go by that routine? So the next thing is to be disciplined and persevere. One thing that really makes me think or ponder about perseverance is the fact that there are two types of perseverance where one, you don't really have an option. You just have to, you must persevere. And the other is when you have an option, but you just choose to persevere. So an instance, you don't need to start a business. Alhamdulillah, your father or your family is well to do. You don't need to start a business to support yourself. So there's no point. I mean, when you start something and it's not going well, you can just drop it because after all, you have someone or a family who is supporting you. But even when you have the family like supporting you with finance and everything and you choose to pursue or persevere that course, it makes you more stronger, if for lack of a better word, because you still have the option to be laid back and do whatever you want, but you still choose to do more, to do better, to be the best version of yourself. So even in that case, you are being a very good Muslim. I hope like you get the point. And take a break. Sometimes we don't like to take breaks. Sometimes you want to do everything at once. I am a victim. I try to do a lot of things at once, but taking a step back to, you know, take a deep breath and understand that, okay, I need a break because this is overwhelming. It's okay. That is also part of, you know, taking time to reflect, think about things that really matter, to come up with strategies. So you just, you know, take a break. That's all. And the next thing is for you to learn. I am constantly learning. So a little backstory. I traveled to Nigeria to meet um, a very wonderful woman because the kind of business I wanted to do or the startup, how I wanted my startup to go was exactly what a wonderful woman in Nigeria was doing. And I told my, I told my father, look, there's this thing I want to do with my life. I know you're overprotective of me and all, but this is what I really want to do with my life. So please, that's the first time I was traveling. I had to convince my dad that this was something I really wanted to do. So he would help me travel. I don't know. I was really so strong. I am. I think that those are one of the very important days in my life when I've been able to really, you know, speak up. I think it makes you feel like this is really what you want. So I told my father that I want to travel to Nigeria to go and meet the wonderful Mrs. Fatima Momo. So I went to Nigeria and I met with her because no matter how you try to think about something, before you think about that idea, someone has thought about it. So the best thing is for you to reach out to those people and then try to learn from them. So I'm sure she would have been like, she didn't believe that I would come, but then she saw me in Nigeria. I went to see her. It was wonderful. I learned so much from her. So sometimes you don't need to be closed up with your ideas. You need to share with people who have been in that space so that you learn from them and then be better. There is nothing like, you know, I want to do it myself. Yeah, it's, it's, it shows, um, you know, strength for you to actually reach out to someone and be vulnerable and tell them that this is something I'm, I try, I'm trying to do. 
but I'm struggling or I want help from you since you have already been in that space. So she inspires me a lot. I I want to get better because of what I see her constantly doing. It's like we are we have the same mind. So the, the first thing is to sync your intention. Don't separate work from spirituality because the act of even going out to work is Ibada. Create a routine, respect that routine, persevere, take a break, learn and show gratitude each day. So every day you sit down, you think about the things that happened during the day. It could have been worse. It could have been, yeah, some days it could have been great. But then, alhamdulillah, you've been able to do certain things. So that you are able to understand that life is always like that. You never get it so smooth. There are days that gets pretty, you know, hard and difficult. So showing gratitude and saying, Ya Allah, I thank you for today. Ya Allah, I thank you for all the opportunities you've given me for today. And I hope that tomorrow will be a better day. I'll be a better human being and go on my daily routine. Because in Surah to Yunus, as Allah has created both the day and then the night, the day is supposed to be used for things that makes you productive. And then at night, you take a rest because that's how the human being was created. Don't try to overdo things. Don't try to do things that are not in order. So that's just that on that side. Um, so starting a career, I don't think there's really one true way to it because I am still learning. I want to be a consultant, business consultant, inshallah. So I'm constantly learning and trying to, you know, find my way. There's nothing wrong with you trying different things before you reach the, oh, okay, this is what I really want to do. For some people, it takes a long time to discover. For other people, it's, it just comes to them because we are different people and Allah has designed us differently. But it's very important for us to take cue of what we want in our lives. Sometimes I read this book, Conversations with God. It's such an amazing book. But of course, when you read it, you have to look at it from the Islamic perspective. It tells us that God speaks to us, but then as to if we really listen is the issue. So sometimes God tells us, but then because of human desires and all, we are unable to listen. So it's very important to pray istikhara about everything that you want to do. So when I started off, I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted, I was just all over the place. But Alhamdulillah, because of the kind of works that I did, I started working very early. I can't remember my age, 16 or something. So I've been working all along. So it exposed me to different areas and what I thought I, I really, um, it really sat well with me. And I realized that it was just reaching out and having conversations with women or with people who belong to the same community as me, because I just light up when I'm, you know, in, in a group of women who are very strong and want to pursue a certain cause. I think that's the reason why Modest Code exists because I wanted a community of women who are strong. I still want us to get out of mediocrity and all of that. I want to see an empowered Ummah and it starts with we the people, how strong we are. So anytime I even veer off from doing Modest Code, I find myself coming back to it because that's what really sits well with me. And it is not a good idea to just stick to one business. Entrepreneurship is hard. Don't get it twisted. There are days that I really want money, but because my startup 
is so small and it's now growing i know i'm not supposed to depend on it so you have to get another thing you do because this is life we need to pay the bills so you need to work do other jobs that will bring you some money so that the other things that you do out of passion and brings you true um, happiness and part you feel so great about you need to really you know focus on that that's where you don't depend on something that you are trying to build as opposed to you doing something that fetches you money so on the issue of success i don't think success is a one-way route in the sense that what success means to me is different from what success means to someone but what i can say in that regard is that you need to be able to know what success means to you success to me means me being able to have you know a community where i can talk about things that matter to help another sister to learn from another sister together we grow a strong woman i hope to see a community of strong women who, who you know inshallah have amazing kids who are amazing in themselves i mean think about it picture that even look at this um 30 day 30 women it is you know a community that's trying to build and then hold people together that way we have a stronger ummah that is what islam is about we want to go back to how strong islam has always been from the get-go with strong women and that is the way to go so on the point of success i wouldn't really sit here and tell you this is the one way but you need to know what success means to you the, the steps you need to do in order to achieve that success just as you know with your relationship with allah you need to have clear steps as to what you want to do so i want by the end of ramadan i want to be able to recite the quran in the different salt what are you doing in that regard so that you have actual steps like you do for your business a business needs an actual plan sometimes we just go into a business without really having you know a plan for it and we hope to be as good as someone who has started 10 years ago no it doesn't work like that you need to have a plan so that you follow that plan same with your iman and your faith you need to have a plan and then move in that regard so that at all times you are saying yeah allah this is what i want to do please help me and you are you know learning from your mistakes and being better at all time not to just sit and then expect things to happen no so sometimes people really have an issue when it comes to yeah allah takes care of us yeah he does but then you need to get up and go and make a move create a routine create your success create your goals then you are able to go by them but when you sit and then you expect things to happen then we get it totally wrong and that does not make us you know the true muslims that the prophet wants to be proud of and not you know just doing things the way we want you need to have a plan stick to the plan persevere push it's i feel like we really try to just let things go i mean i've also done that before because i actually started a business into you know fashion and all of that but i stopped because i expected the business to just speak at once without thinking that okay no these there are steps that you need to go by and then you'll be able to achieve the success you want so alhamdulillah now that i know better i want other sisters to also know that you need to have a plan you need to synchronize this plan with what allah wants you to do as a muslim woman and what you want to be that way success comes to you but if you do not do that it's just going to be a fail and we don't want that so there's nothing wrong with making mistakes and coming back to the table you need to have different things that you do at the time so i work 
I'm still looking for work. Like I'm still looking for gigs here and there that I can do. But now I know the kind of jobs that I want to do. I don't just go in for anything. I'm very, I'm quite clear because I'm still learning. So you need to have different things that you do. I'm still seeking for jobs. I'm still working. I have my startup going so that you don't just depend on things that do not really take care of you in a certain way. That's the reason why some of our Olomas don't really have, that is back home, don't really have so much because everything you do, oh, for the sake of Allah, so you can't even charge because apparently it's Islam, so <laughs> everything has to be peace with Allah. No, we need to have, you know, different things that even if you are an Imam, you really have a passion to educate the Muslim community. You still have other things that you do. Or even, you can even make it, you know, a business endeavor and there's nothing wrong with that it is not haram for you to charge for a course an islamic course you do there's nothing wrong with charging a fee for that just package it nicely and give people what they need and the world is growing we need to grow together as the muslim community we need a strong business you know mind so that we can grow and then be the strong ummah it's really sad that we are not you know being the strong muslim ummah that we really you know want to be or have to be Sometimes it's just really a problem for me to get. But so I think those are one of the challenges that I face as well. Because when someone wants to take a course, for instance, that I'm offering on the website, it feels like you're teaching Tajweed, you're teaching Tafsil. I mean, you're supposed to be free, sister. Like, well, internet is not free. Well, I actually paid some amount of money to learn from my Ustaz or the Islamic school that I attended. So I still need to pay the bills. So can you help a sister out in that regard? So I really feel like our approach to work and Iman, we need to synchronize them to understand that there is truly a way to go about how we do things as a Muslim community. That's just it for me from this um, side. I, I really struggle to tell people what my business stands for because of the different portfolio that I have. And I needed to think smart because if the Muslim community where I find myself are not ready or are not really into the tech space. I need to do other things that would, you know, get us together. So my business started off as a community. No, sorry. I started off as a blogger. I was doing fashion, you know. I like to dress up. So I started doing that. But then I needed to learn more about Islam and, you know, be better before I come into that space. So I had to, you know, fall back and then learn. Now, I'm back in, I'm not saying I'm the most learned, but I, I know a few things here and there that I can also help another sister because So, I needed to think, you know, a smart way because my business needs to move on. So, what did I do? Different portfolios. I said in management, you, you need to have different portfolios in order to expand your business um, revenue stream and whatnot. So, I have um, a portfolio where we just do community reflections and all of that. There are sisters in business who we could actually help them grow their business. I did management, so I know a few things about management, so I could do that. Then I also thought of, okay, then why don't we teach courses? Because some Muslim sisters would like to learn, you know, courses or know more about Islam at the confines of their homes or wherever they find themselves. So why not? Let's do um, a course online. So that way you have different, you know, uh, portfolios. So sometimes explaining to people what you do can be quite challenging.
So I, I really feel like those are one of the major challenges I, I face as a business, trying to let people understand the one thing that I do. I'm just in for holistic development of a Muslim woman. So be clear on what you want to do, create a routine, follow, plan, persevere. You need to make sure that you are synchronizing your religion or your work with your spirituality. That way when your cash flow is not, you know, very good, you understand that anything that happens is from Allah. But of course, you need to check what happened, what led to that um, failure or business, um, what, what led to that issue. But then if you do not and you sit and you fold your arms and hope that, okay, yeah, today we didn't check our accounts, but it looks good. So Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed that. The day you don't check your accounts and then your money is dripping or you don't really have any money, you're like, yeah, Allah, you have forsaken us. When you didn't actually do the balance to see where money was overflowing and where money was not correctly put or, you know, you need to really treat your business seriously and treat your relationship with Allah as such. That way, when something happens, you know, it is from Allah. You, you took every measure, you, you did all that you could, but it still happened in a certain way. So you don't really have... You can't curse yourself, that is, you really can't curse yourself. So I think that is that. If you have any questions for me, um, I would really love to answer a few questions. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been amazing. I would ask you to listen to my podcast at The Muslim Renaissance. I actually started a podcast through Umfariha. Because one time she posted a podcast and I knew I really wanted to start a podcast. So you see what we mean. We need an umma of strong women who are doing strong things to empower with the younger ones. To learn to be better, to learn to, you know, be the best of ourselves. And it takes you to be amazing, to help and reach out to another person to also, you know, be in that light. There are so many amazing women. I can't even begin to mention them. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I really want us to be a strong Ummah. I really want us to go back to what Islam used to be. An empowered Ummah, a strong Ummah, where we can, you know, go to be our most amazing versions. And be Allah, if you don't make, if you don't avail yourself for Allah to use you to, you know, make Islam better, Allah says you create another set of people who would come and proclaim Islam. So why don't you be the person? Why don't you learn that course? Why don't you take it? Imagine if um, Marie Curie was a Muslim. Imagine if, you know, all these amazing scientists, if you're Muslim, you contributed to the making of, let's say, penicillin. Look at how it has impacted the world. So be that amazing person. Learn that skill. Look at how it, it can, you know, help the Muslim Ummah help the world at large. And that way, at any time you wake up to go to work, you know that you are doing something for the sake of Allah and he'll bless you for it. But of course, when you are ever tired, take a break, rejuvenate, reconnect with Allah and then get back on your feet. Because our bodies are an amana and we need to respect them and treat them as such. So that, on the day of judgment, you'll be able to make an account fully of how you did in this world. May Allah make it easy for us. May Allah bless our endeavors. And I want to say my very last dua. It's so, I really like it. 
saying that oh you the eternal one the you know it it describes Allah in such a way you know the eternal one you are the one who is in charge of me take care of all my affairs don't leave me even for a blinking of an eye even for the blinking of an eye. so this dua is so important to me because Allah created us after all so if you leave everything to him if you just come to him you come to him holy inshallah he will take care of you just leave everything to him and let him take care of you but be responsible for yourself take all the steps that you need to take and inshallah you'll be successful i pray that this ramadan you reap all the benefits in it and allah bless you in all your endeavors may allah let our startups grow and flourish to make it to you know the books of records inshallah Thank you very much for listening to this episode of our 30 Women, 30 Days of Ramadan Takeover Sessions by the Umfariha Network. We hope and pray that it has been beneficial to you. You can check out other episodes on the podcast, watch the live replay of this session on our YouTube channel, and join us tomorrow for another episode. Masala!